Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Welcome back to Projector Lunchcast, episode 52. My name is Marcel, and I'm once again uh, back together with the whole band, that being Busty. Hi, hi. And Richard. I'm also here. Uh, uh, have, you ever, have you ever considered, you know, just like saying something normal like, hi, hi, or something, you know, just... Hi, hi, I'm also here. Okay, very, very good. Thank you. As you can see, Richard is feeling... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, if somebody doesn't want to conform to rules, uh, oh, right, obnoxious today. Wow. So, um, yeah, before we get to a bunch of news that we can talk about today, because, you know, as always, there is a lot happening out there in the video games world. We got uh, a lot of Xbox speculation mm-hmm. news things oh, yeah. happening we're going to talk about. Uh, there's finally you know, stuff happening on on the much much anticipated future Oscar winner, um, the Uncharted movie featuring Tom Holland, who is like just the coolest guy ever. What? Um, Switch is coming to Crisis. Yeah, that's what yep. I said. Yes. Switch is coming to Crisis. Let's see if they can get it to run on that. And uh, yeah, so before we dive into all of that, as always, gentlemen, we have to do a quick pulse check to see what pulse you've check. been playing recently video games wise so basti since you haven't been with us last week i'll, I'll let you do the honors what what recent gaming since have you committed what unspeakable acts have you digitally you know done? so know that, that that you have your opinion about warframe i'm still playing warframe though but i actually played another game i would say the hottest release in this summer um an absolute benchmark of gaming in any regards from visual storytelling soundtrack everything uh, deadly premonition 2 yeah how, Holy shit! How prestige television is that opening? Ooh, it took at least I think an hour or so. Yeah, but it was good. Like to be honest, uh, I, like it's still this weird series which I can like somehow not stop talking about. While also I'm absolutely not not able to recommend that game to anyone. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds like Deadly Premonition. Yeah, he, he did it again. It feels like this weird game you found back then when you still had video and video game rental stores in the <laughs> PS2 garbage bin, and you're like, "What is this?" And you take it, take it home for a Saturday night. I have no idea. Never heard about that. And then you put it into your PlayStation 2 back then, and you're like, "Holy shit! It's weird. It's odd. It's uh, clunky," as Richard would say. But also, kind I can't stop playing. Like, yeah, I was. The, like uh, I mean, you probably have heard a lot of the complaints about performance and all that stuff, and I must admit that the performance is partially, especially in the open world, even worse than in Deadly Premonition 1, which I call an achievement, because I have no idea how you do that. But, like, while the first thing was, again, like a culture shock, I mean, I know the first game, but when I started playing the second game after the big intro, um, the first time when you're actually in the city, etc., 
Um, I've had like like they cannot be serious. Like I, I'm not sure how I can go <sighs> through this. But then, after another hour or so, I realized that I was not able to stop playing. I was not able to put that controller down because I was full on back again into that weird swamp swamp called uh, Sperry. Sperry's ideas and weird characters and and. The voice acting is actually pretty good, even though I think I'm not a native native speaker, but the accents or the thousand accents are probably <laughs> very, very problematic in a way. I'm not sure. Most yeah. likely. Who knows? But, I mean the vo- the voice acting was really good in the first one too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely strong. So first I was shocked, now I'm in awe. Um, can't stop! Can't, can't stop playing. It's a great, terrible, horrible you, game. You had to, you had to work a shock and awe reference in there. Yeah, that's really, that's also nostalgic. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I haven't, I haven't gotten into it yet. I, I want to get to a place where I can dedicate a little more time to it. But um, when I, when I sit down and crack it open, I want to, I want to play through a significant chunk of it. Um, is I, I would have a few questions if I may jump in here. Shoot. Uh, first, um, would you describe what you just said as the new clear-cut definition of Stockholm Syndrome? Yes. Uh... Very good. Okay. Um, okay. No, no serious question or real talk? Okay. Like this one. This was a real one. You know, this is like real hard-hitting journalism. And yeah. I looked up what hard-hitting journalism means, and I think this is it. Yeah. Do you think it is acceptable to release that game in that state and charge fifty bucks for it? Yeah. Performance-wise. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Bullshit. No. So like a, a game that is essentially unplayable is totally fine because it's from your favorite boy. Well, I don't know if it's unplayable. Like no, it's four F- four four to ten FPS is I yeah, think can... is pretty clear cut case of unplayable performance. You could probably play through that. Have you played that have you bullshit. played uh, Star Fox uh uh um on, on Super Nintendo? That had also like four to five I, I don't I don't know how big this is a fucking time warp to 2010. Like, I, I don't know how big the warning labels need to be. I, I don't get it. I don't get how you can you can hear any whisper. Any, any fucking person ever will tell you about Deadly Premonition 1. And the first thing they're going to fucking tell you is that it looks and plays like, like, like you filled your shoes with poop and then entered a, a fucking relay race. This is bad. I, I don't know how you can... I don't, I don't know how much clearer that can be written on the fucking tin like, i don't i don't i don't know what else what else like what people are looking for it, it's it's so weird to me to still have this conversation like 10 years later like hey but it looks bad and it plays bad and it's like yeah yeah i i know and anybody anybody looking into that for even the briefest of seconds should be able to 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 come to the same conclusion it's fucking infamous but not as good looking as infamous. So just I, I mean for me it's just like it's any anybody who's expecting that to go any better, I don't know what you were expecting. Anybody who no. thinks it's a travesty, like that game was never, ever, ever for you. Ever. Even close to even trying to court you. Even it didn't it didn't even call someone in your area code. And they've been anything but unabashed about that. I, what was that like? You you were telling me you looked up a story where it was like, hey, somebody asked him like, you gonna improve any of this? And they were like, nah. No, nah, PR was just all right. Nah, nah. That's the game. I don't know. That's that's just some stuff. It. 
Like, I don't think it's defensible. I don't, I wouldn't come in and be like, oh man, you know, everything. I, I would say like, you just spend two minutes, like absolutely defending that. No, I, I'm, div- I'm not, I'm not. Well, it is great. That, no, that, that you, is... Ab- you, ab- you absolutely have been spending the past two minutes saying, yeah. you know, it's perfectly fine to release a, a game with shitty performance because they did it already once 10 years ago. It's like, perfectly, that is the, it's perfectly... that is the summary of what you just said. No, I'm saying that, that everybody needs to make an intelligent decision on their own purchasing habits. And there's loads, oodles of information out there to do so. It's just like, I don't, I don't know what else you want. That's not a defense of the, of the game. It's just like, yo man, you, you can't, you can't be fucking surprised by this shit at this point. Like people are popping this game into their switch and they're like, what? Like that's, that's absurd. Like that, that game absolutely deserves to be trashed at Metacritics and I'm still enjoying my time greatly. I'm sorry. Well, like, 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 I never I, had I, the expectation that it would run great or something. I must say, like, I hope that the performance would be a little, at least a little bit better. But I still I, bought it. I think I think this is like one of those things like, where where some people think that like niche games or like cult classics are like object like universally good. Like it's like oh, this is just an amazing thing that no one happened to hear about. It's like no nah, man, this thing is this thing is fucked. And if you like it, I mean, that's that's because you're liking it for different reasons. But like, I, I would never, I would never call that. I mean, the the game, the game did did fine, and obviously there's there's plenty of fans thinking it's doing something. So I mean, I wouldn't say that it's inexcusable to release a title like that. Like they they fucking they're doing it. They put it out. All right. Have you played anything else, Bestie? No. That was it. Several hours in Deadly Premonition Two, and then uh, I'm still the Space Ninja. I'm going strong. You got multiple tentacle cats. Yeah. Hey, Richard, what have you been playing recently? I have been playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Nice. Are you going to elaborate on that in any way? or? I, I just wanted to let that sink in, because I mean, I thought, I thought you, you have also been playing Ghost of Tsushima, yes? I have. You have. Yeah, so I, feel, I mean, we, there's, no need to, there's no need to one-side it. We can double up on this. How have you been enjoying your time with Ghost of Tsushima? It's a, it's a good game. I like it. Well, I, I've only we're, played it for a little bit. It's a it's a good game so far. So you, like uh, like a couple hours in. Um, maybe f- six, I would say, or so. I would that's... probably something like that. Yeah, that's that's enough. I, I mean, you can get a pretty decent impression of that. I, I think I'm not sure how many how many hours I'm into it, but yeah, I I think I have to be nearing some kind of eventual end of Act One coming up here. Yeah, like they they did our they did all right. It's um it 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 does the thing that every every uh like it checks the box that every samurai game needs to have. There is a dedicated button for cleaning the blood off of your katana. It's important. You gotta have it. I think uh, I I'm trying to think of a I'm actually trying to think of a, a yeah that there's there's a few games that let you do that like where you gotta you gotta you, you finish a fight and there's like some kind of thing to to clean the blood off your sword. That's a very, um, that's a very uh, tropish thing to do. I did notice there was a button for that. I just saw like in one cutscene where he cleans the sword off of his, uh, like his arm or something. I mean, it's like now that you know, it's actually um, required of you. Like every time you finish a sword fight, you need to swipe right on the the trackpad, and then you'll do a dramatic flourish, which will which will clean the blood off your sword and put it away. That sounds awesome. Yeah, you got to do that. They subtract points if you don't do that. I don't like like it's it's a bit weird to me that 
like uh, people going all in on this like on the one hand like you know hey it's like this ultimate samurai fantasy you know, on the other side like you know it's it's it is so weirdly inaccurate that like it's it, it feels jarring or weird at times do you mean like historically inaccurate or like yeah you know like on the one hand they're like you know this like super everything is super japanese and then i i cannot for the life of me imagine that back then a a random fucking peasant could walk up to a samurai lord and randomly ask him, "Hey, you know this other samurai guy? Um, do you know what happened in his family?" Without having his head cut off for his like insolence. Right, right. I well, I mean, no, I think you're right there because like, wasn't that the 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 tale? And I, I don't claim to be a historian, but like, there's there's like those those stories where it was like a a samurai got a new sword and he's like, "I better try this out, see if it's sharp," and he just fucking like starts cutting down peasants and shit. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you gotta you gotta game it up. I guess at some point they 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 play that shit pretty safe. Like they don't they don't do any. There's no. How do I how would I describe it? It's it's safe. It's safety weeb. Like there's not gonna there's no J in there. There's no uh, there's no oddity. It's it's pretty much it, it plays it pretty safe with all that stuff. But I mean I do think the um the the combat system is 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 pretty is, is satisfying. I don't think it, it's weird. I don't think it does anything super new. But uh but it is it is satisfying to fight dudes with swords. I mean, here the, the the game does a lot of things good, but not necessarily much brings not much new to the table. I mean, that's fine. Uh, a lot. Of yeah, times. absolutely. I, mean, I, I think I, I think like you gotta. There, there's a certain tolerance I have for repetitiveness. Like, like there's things that that I I, I look at and I'm like, man, that, that that could be seen as derivative. But you know, sometimes I I don't. It, it doesn't it doesn't bug me. Like, like the the have you messed around with any of the perfect parry stuff or so? Well, I try to. I like that it opens people up for a counterattack right then and there, and you just cut them. Yeah, yeah. Down. They, like if it's a, if it's a weaker enemy, you just the perfect parry, and then you just cut them down. Like yeah, they're that. they're just fucked. Um, but there's a whole like there's like one of the build trees of that is like making that give you back health and and uh, I've, and resolve. I've fully upgraded that tree. Right. Yeah. So like between that and the the other one on the the evasion tree, the one that does the same thing, but if you dodge, it's it's the same as a counter. Like those. Those are really cool moves. Um, it, it, it's super weird because like I, I like I like stealth games a, a bunch, but I find myself more fighting than stealthing. Okay. Like there is, if you, if you come up on a group of dudes, there is a button that just says "Come fucking fight me." And then you do your your neat little uh, samurai standoff, your 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 samurai cowboy quick draw sort of thing, you know. mm Hmm. Yeah, so like I, I I put points into that so I could do that to a few people, and then uh, that usually starts me off pretty well. On a Kurosawa scale out of ten, would you recommend that game? Because yeah. I'm actually looking very very forward to it. Well, they 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 did put that mode in. There's like a a retro film mode that that like dulls the audio and like puts uh like goes black and white and it puts like artifacts and and like burn in all over the the screen and stuff like that. Like the film, but you recommend it though. But I mean, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I I haven't I haven't played enough to to okay fair to, enough. to to get that. I I think if I wanted to nitpick, like the thing that that's been bugging me so much is like it seems like there's almost a little bit of a a, a lack of confidence with some of their stuff. Like I I really would like to see them. Like they do they do a lot for to get into like player leading, where it's like you're you're walking through and uh, and there's there's you you can you can kind of minimalize a lot of the elements on screen by 
by you set in you set an objective on the map that you want to go to right and then the wind will blow in the direction of the objective mm-hmm. that you set so like there's that there's like if you're in the area of an undiscovered location like a bird will come down and kind of fly you to it and stuff like that like but it still will pop up elements on the screen and i'm I, I, like it, it's it's minimal but I, I almost wish they would have would have leaned into it really hard you know that's one of the good things about like last of us like they did really good with player player leading and just kind of assuming that you were smart enough to do that stuff like there's not a okay it takes a long time for stuff to kind of pop up and be like no it's here go here and i i would have liked to see a little bit more of that would, would you say from from the initial trailer of course of tsushima and how people reacted to that and the the end result of that game do you say would you say they, they played it too safe maybe with that game um i don't know no um it, it it was hard like the first trailer was hard for me because like you know like i was i was a bushido blade fan so like you you want you want to kill people in one hit that's that's the yeah. that's the dream there. i expected like, that to be honest yeah yeah and there is there is a, a a great deal of that especially if you start building around and playing around like parrying really well or um or the standoff stuff like there are there are ways to really you know you i think you're not actually slashing a lot of dudes more than like two or three times um so it doesn't it doesn't feel like people are just getting like pin cushioned like you can actually really fuck some people up but um but no i don't, I don't know if they played a save like like if it, upon looking back like if i look back at those trailers i'm not like oh man they were selling a different game like i don't think there's there's any great deception there cool mm-hmm and the only the other but but there is there is an element of that play it safe sort of thing where it's like for for me it's it, it, it's a difficult balance and I actually wanted to ask you guys about that so like you can crack open the um the screen where you're putting your points into all your skills right and you can see videos for for everything like everything um and I I don't I don't know what the what what the smart balance is between like obviously you don't want to feel like you've gimped a character you don't want to build the wrong way but also like there are quests to find mythic abilities that you know that that, that let you do some crazy shit but it's like it's all right there in the in in a video from the from the beginning and i was like oh okay well that i guess that's uh, so, what that so basically the, it's spoiling you oh i mean a little bit it felt like that like i like i said i, I wanted to ask you guys because like for me I, what, what's the line between you know showing what you want to build to uh via video which is probably the, the easiest way to communicate that versus Okay, you kind of know what all the 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 end result build stuff is. There's no surprise there. To be honest, I, I prefer usually to to get more information about the skits, etc., while unlocking and, and unlocking working through the the skill tree. I I don't mind that. Like I'm I'm so used from you know playing multiplayer stuff or so where it's like okay, what's the good stuff that I want to look up? Like I I don't mind being shown what the the good stuff is, and mm-hmm. of course you know like. It, People, you don't have to watch those videos if you if you don't feel like doing that. that well, that's I, the weird I never thing is like a problem with stuff like that. It, it, like I would, I would, I'd be with you for most of that. But like when I was like scrolling over to look at a tool, I it, oh, it was the it was like I was scrolling over to look at the skills that you can buy that that will let you um, get directed towards extra things. So it's like if I wanted to get a bunch of cool straw hats, which I did. Um, I wanted to to buy the the ability that lets the wind blow me towards cool straw hats, and like as I'm scrolling over to that, I get across the mythic ability thing, and I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Oh. So, I mean, it was like maybe maybe it's just those that kind of bug me because like they are, they are there's like lengthy kind of quests to get those, 
and just having like the ability kind of spelled out right there was a little like it struck me a little weird to be honest i haven't even noticed that oh wow okay like like i i cannot say that i have uh actively really seen any of those videos you know i just uh I scroll through the thing. I look at the text. Like I don't think I've really noticed what happens in this video. So ah, so for you it's just like, oh, okay, this is this is going towards where I want it to, and you're just kind of flicking off. Oh no, you know, it's like it's like if I want to look something specific up, like for example, like with ah. the deflection tree or so. Then okay, here's a video. But like just scrolling through, I, I don't tend to look at the videos. I'm like that's just like what's the name, what's the text. Okay, no, that's not what I'm looking for right now. Maybe I get it. So it's like, it's like better to have the resource in game than have to like look it up, look up some some guide. I'm definitely always a fan of having the resources available right in the game if possible. All right, that makes sense. Have you played anything else, Richard? Uh, in, in, no, no. I I got that. I like I put it down. Like um, like I do. Like I said, I do want to play uh, Deadly Premonition at some point, but I'm just uh not not there. Just just a one game one game Andy over here. All right, fair enough. What else have Ten? you been playing, sir? Um, nothing new. Like I've played more Valorant. I've played a little bit of Destiny Two. I played, as I mentioned, a couple hours now. The Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Um, but and you, you're you're liking Ghost of Tsushima, or is it just kind of like? It's 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 a good game. Like uh, I I'm not sure I would have um you know rated it quite as high as some reviews have. Yeah. But um, yeah, it it is it is a good game that you know it's it. It, as you mentioned, it takes a lot of inspiration from other games. Uh, it definitely took some inspiration from other games that I don't think it was necessary, like instant fail stealth missions. Maybe you know, not that's not the thing that, uh, yeah. that the world needed more of. But, um, <laughs> but what about uh, what about trailing people missions? Yeah, you know, that's uh, uh, it. Feels like you know, they they took a lot of inspiration from Assassin's Creed. And the right. process of doing that, unfortunately, they also took some of the elements from Assassin's Creed that maybe were not the most popular elements of Assassin's Creed in the first place. I mean, like that is... instant fail, like stealth, like you know, yeah. following those people, don't get too close, don't get too far away. Um, interestingly enough, also a lot of stuff that Assassin's Creed itself has by now moved away from. Right, I was going to ask you that. Like, like they don't even do the the kind of uh, stealthy things like that anymore. Like the the the, the trail, I I can't remember the last time I had to trail somebody. Even the that was getting better, at, at, at like even around like Assassin's Creed two or three, where it was just like kind of go in there and listen for a little while, right? Uh, they did have a lot of trailing like afterwards still, but um, yeah, it, it's definitely something that has become much less prevalent in the series. I can't do the trailing missions anymore. I can't stand that shit. I mean, it was even before then, right? Like, uh, uh, GTA already had it, like, in the car. Fuck like, yeah. Follow them, but don't, <laughs> don't, don't hit yeah. too much shit. Don't get noticed and stuff like that. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's not where you want to be. Yeah, not that, that's definitely not my favorite aspect of the game. But the combat is fun. There seems to be a lot of stuff to upgrade um, your character. Uh, so. Do you have a preferred outfit? What is your samurai chic? Uh, right now, I'm. I, I just have the travelers thing and the, the samurai armor, which I'm wearing, because I tended to die a couple times at at first. Yeah. Um, but now between like upgraded armor, upgraded sword, and getting better, the timing of the blocks and the parries, it's become much more bearable. That's kind of interesting, because like I I also got my like got cut the fuck down a, a couple times when I started like um 
but I'm almost at a point where it might be feeling a little too easy. So I, I don't know if I should bump it up or not. But yeah, like I'm, I'm with you. Like the first, the, when you get when you get messed up in that game, you get like I feel like you get like messed up real quick. Like for me, it's either going real well or real not well. I think I died or like I failed five or six times or so a early or like potential early minutes in open world. Yeah. A potentially early side quest where I have to defend a sake brewery. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I died a couple times there, got really, really annoyed. Also, to be honest, really annoyed with the camera and not being able to focus on anything. Um, so I quit that mission. I you know, did some other stuff, discovered some stuff, uh, upgraded armor, sword, got better Man. at the parry timing, went back there, and first try, I kicked their asses. So that, just... was, that was satisfying a little bit. Just cutting people down. Did you? Um, because I think I also think it'd be worth mentioning. Did you try any of the photo mode? I haven't done any photo mode at all so far. But I'm 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 very rare. Usually, if I try photo mode somewhere, it tends to be like in games that have a trophy for used to photo mode or something. Like it's there is usually not really. Or even Spider Man. A... Oh, I spent so much time with photo mode in Spider Man. There is a trophy for using the photo mode. No, but I always think to myself, um, you know, there are there are more talented people. You know, there is a essentially, you know, it's a limited number of potential photomotives that everybody's going to use. There's people that have way more patience for that, way more skills. You know, all the great shots are going to be on my Twitter anyways. I don't have to. You know, <laughs> I, I don't have to have this thing of like, I took the screenshot. Look at it, uh, you know, and it's 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 essentially the same as 10 other screenshots. I'm totally fine with like, hey, here's a cool screenshot on Twitter. I'm going to share that. You know, if somebody else did it, that's fine. So you've hired the, the Twitter photographers to do it for you? Essentially, yes. So the, I'm exploiting their free labor. The actual kind of neat thing for me on this is, and for for some reason I've been looking into photo modes lately because I don't know I don't know why I don't I don't share them to social media or anything. But um, but uh, I've been looking into photo modes and like this one's kind of neat because it, like it lets you do like tracking shots. It it is a it is a still photo or a still like the action pauses. But you can like have a camera kind of move around in a in a circle or a series of movements if you wanted to create like a little almost almost mini kind of cinematic. So that I thought well, that, that was that is that is actually that is pretty advanced as far as photo modes go, of course. Anyway, yeah. And then like you can like in the photo mode, like the the actual tools to change what's going on is pretty neat. Like you can kind of set your own particles if you're like this needs fireflies and tons of them. Or change the weather dynamically right there or the time of day. Like I thought that stuff was was actually really really cool like you can you can put together you, you can pretty much get whatever action you want like i want a really cool shot uh, or I, I want a really cool screenshot of me cutting this guy in half or what have you and then like once you have the the basic kind of poses like you've done the action like you're like okay it'd be cooler if this was at night and the weather was clear and the moon was right there and uh there was yellow leaves nope red leaves falling like and then have it go around them in a circle. Like I think that's that's actually really really cool. Yeah, it definitely seems to be as far as photo modes go, like one of the best and most fully rounded. But I also heard people say online that um, when Sony first really started doing that, that uh, Sucker Punch with Infamous was one of like the internal studios or teams that really really pushed for it to become a ah. more common thing. So it seems definitely seems to be like a topic that they are very passionate about on Sucker Punch. It's like in their in their pedigree. Uh, yeah, 
seems that way. And yeah, as I said, like I'm I'm not using it, but like everything I've seen and trust me, I've seen a ton of that shit on my Twitter timeline recently. Um, it it seems to give people who have an eye for you know taking great pictures and the 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 patience a, a lot to work with. That is yeah, that's really cool. So yeah, I I, I don't know if you if you want to uh, if you want to play samurai game and uh, and clean the blood off of your your sword. Or play the flute. There's also a button to play the flute. Also, also you can nap with your horse. I'm seeing a lot of that stuff on Twitter. What? You can take a nap with your horse. I didn't even know you could take a nap. Yeah, it seems like I have no idea how that works. Which horse did you pick, Marcel? Uh, Kage. Well, I mean, that's the name, right? But which which one? You pick the horse, then you pick the name, right? That's true. But like, obviously, you know, if you pick a horse that's named Shadow, I think there's only one logical way the, to go the pre-order bonus one not the white one that's obviously not the... the black one because yeah. kage that's my kage exactly i want that game when i take a nap with my horse in that game i, I don't even use Just the horse doing in nothing that game. else hmm? i don't even use the horse that much in that game it looks awesome like the animations i, are really, I do really good. often i do often find myself running because i also tend to um push the wrong button for making it go fast and jump off, and then I just get annoyed after a while. Ugh, you people. But you look really cool when you jump off, so... So, all right, then. As we mentioned, we have a bunch of recent gaming news to to go through today. Uh, a lot of stuff is happening, has, hap- has happened, you know, and even more is going to happen very soon. As we all know, um, this week uh, marks the uh, Xbox First Party Showcase, which we're probably going to cover in depth in our next uh, episode. Um, but for now, there's also been a bunch of Microsoft stuff already in the, you know, um, rollout or in the in the you know way towards that that showcase. Man, my English is really shitty today. Um, but before we get into that, um, Basti, there is something happening in the Switch world that like a couple of years ago would have been absolutely inconceivable. So what is that? Crisis on Switch. Holy shit! 60 FPS, 720p. Turn on Crisis. On there Switch, there used, used to be a time when, like, getting Crisis 60 FPS on anything was a challenge. To be honest, I really like that one. Um, I think it's great to to see that we have 2020, that we finally reached a cyberpunk future where you can have, run Crisis on your handheld, and all the fucking haters can go home. I don't care. Uh, I think also like the the stability seems to be nice. To be fair, uh, but it's, it's 2020. Chances are the haters are already at home and have been there for three months. This is true. <laughs> but I think also the, the, the list of features, like they, they, they did actually some improvements. And yes, of course, now people are like, oh, it's, it's 720p on, on, on how, how can you even like, it's Crisis, man. Like it's on Switch. That's a technical uh, technical masterpiece. I kind of wait for um, digital foundry analysis. To be honest, I'm kind of at this point more excited about the Switch version than the PC version. Is, is there a difference between docked and undocked? I'm not sure. Probably undocked has to be 30 FPS or something, right? Even then, fuck, man. I mean, that's not. I don't know. Like, often it seems that undocked actually runs better than docked because with docked people just like, yeah, like a lot of games, they just blow up the resolution to be on a TV and then they have worse performance than having the lower resolution Uh, on. So you say you should play Deadly Premonition in handheld mode? Oh, God. To gain one or two more additional FPS? Get yourself up to six FPS. Probably for for ADP resolution or something. So, when was the first time that you guys actually played Crisis? Because I remember, obviously, it had that 
that near mythical status back then when it first came out in 2009 of you know no matter what pc you have it's it's impossible to play this game and that was obviously but does it run crisis has has for 10 years also been a, a initially funny and then increasingly getting stale and boring joke that whenever new hardware is announced people go but it's gonna run crisis so when was actually the first time that you guys did play crisis and what oh god i have to hide i think like i remember that i got that game when it came out and it wasn't working at all on my machine i think probably like 2000 not that late like 2010 or something maybe a year later but i cannot say that i ever played that game in a like proper visual fidelity and performance especially back then i mean even later i think i remember when i bought a pc 2014 or 13 or something um i proudly installed crisis one again to to see like i think people probably maybe even doing that up to this day right like uh, using crisis as their benchmark yeah could could be actually I think I think what is more commonly used these days, if people do it, is Crisis Three, which also can be a real resource hawk, but also can look still. I mean, the game is now what seven years old. The can still look absolutely awesome. stunning. Like that first level with the with the rain and all the the cloth uh, animations and stuff. Oh, that was crazy. My favorite level was the like the, essentially the the Jurassic Park one, where you're like in the high grass talking. That yeah. felt pretty cool. You're you're the Velociraptor. I'm not sure that's how you pronounce it, but yes. How do you wait? That is how you say it. Velociraptor. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce it. I don't. But how do you say Velociraptor? How 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 else would you pronounce it? I, I would have gone for Velociraptor or something like, but like not the low as the as the thing is stressed. But then again, I I would oh, assume like Velociraptor. I would assume that none of us are experts on dinosaur pronunciation. I could I've be wrong. Seen Jurassic Park. Should there be anybody out there in the audience who happens to be an expert on the pronunciation of dinosaur names, please do feel free to reach out. Don't um, you know to correct us? Don't even tell me unless you're Chris Pratt. That's the only source that I would trust more than me. Uh, by the way, if you hear any weird noises like in the recording, there's just uh, there's a cat with a really really runny nose sitting next or not behind me, and Aww. boy, is his nose runny. Why does he got a run? Is he sick? Poor guy. It just has like you know like a little uh, of, like a cold. But Look. he makes the weirdest fucking noises. A little kitty cat. He sneezes on you. Oh yeah, like he, he early he like he sneezed he sneezed on the window and that was that was quite Ooh. a mess. Ooh. Like to the point where I have to question like how such a small nose can make such a mess when sneezing. Aww. Good job, Jamie Lannister. I feel bad for him now. Is he a little you like feel bad in general? Little tiny kitty nose spray i don't think no like he just gets some um uh, pills oh, poor guy i hope he feels better i have to say i am the the very rare um pariah among gamers why because personally my favorite crisis game is crisis 2 which i think is for almost everybody the most mm. but the, the least beloved the most reviled one but I just really dig, uh, you know, I, I always liked the video games, uh, Urban Combat. Crisis 2 is fine, man. Mm, that's okay. Yeah, no, I, 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 I almost, I almost, I'm almost on that. Like, I, Crisis was just kind of like, for, 
Okay, if we're already getting into pariah terms, I played Crisis 1 way fucking late because I didn't have a PC and did not give a shit about a thing that would melt my fictional PC. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, I did play Far Cry, and that, like, that kind of, it kind of does the thing that Far Cry did, right? Like, that kind of more open-worldish, on an island, do, do stuff. However, like, so, I mean, I feel like, I feel like I got that flavor, but, like, Crisis 2, it's got something to it. It's got, in terms of, like, I think I think it came out in that that age where I was really into just picking up a shooter campaign for a little while. I think it did a really good one of those. So I, I, no, I'm on, I'm on I'm on your side on this one. So I mean, like they went all out with that one. Like uh, I remember, like just the opening cinematic was great. Like there were the music behind, like the main theme was from Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. So they like definitely the you know, put a movie esque. Wise, that game was absolutely like the presentation of that game was absolutely awesome. Like, I'm not only talking about the visuals, but the whole like camera pants music and all this stuff. Uh, Crisis 2 was camera pants good. music, camera panning, I mean, camera the, movement. Bust, bust, he camera saw the camera angles. and then his pants panicked. In my defense, camera pants moving does sound like a Hans Zimmer song. <laughs> For what movie? <laughs> Something with Matthew McConaughey. I could see that. <laughs> oh well. So yeah, that is that is definitely something to keep an eye on. And as Busty already alluded to, I'm super curious as well to see I'm, what I'm sure is going to be extensive coverage about this port from Digital oh, Foundry. Yeah. I mean, they already started releasing some, you know, like preview articles and stuff. Yeah, they like better. Those guys must be really chomping at the bits to dig di- into this port. They've got to be after after uh, after what's it called? Oh no, Outer Wilds, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds, which version was seemingly something else as well? Yes, mm-hmm. definitely very interesting. It was definitely out there. I remember the the Ark Survival Evolved to Switch version. That was also absolutely stunning. Man, yeah, it's a challenge. It's, it's nice to see that that they're that they're pioneering on it, and you know they're they're really doing a. I mean, I mean, think about it, especially the the Witcher port and stuff. I mean, that console was. Like the, the the hardware specs and the technology in that console was old stuff when the Switch came out, and now we have 2020. Yeah, like how anyone pulls like a like good performing, visually pleasing game on that console is sometimes a miracle for me. It's it, yeah yeah so it, that's cool. I'm also I usually don't get into a ton of Digital Foundry stuff, but like I, I did find the Outer Worlds thing really interesting, and I'd I'd like to see what they what they say about something that's seemingly the opposite. That's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah. I got to say, this Refoundry stuff is really, really interesting to read, yeah. and you should read it. Just absolutely ignore fanboys who most of the time don't really actually know what they're saying, just re- regurgitating what they just read to try to get a one-up over some other console. Because that's the worst. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> read internet comments. So it's like, no, I, he's got a point, because it's like, it's like the guys at Digital Foundry will put out like a 30-minute video with overlays and like all this stuff about, you know, like like very technical, and like they're just talking forever, and then somebody's like, Take that PS4. <laughs> there's definitely like a, there's there's some t- a frequently stuff that I don't fully understand, but you know, I, just, I, I still find it interesting. And I think like they do a good job like breaking really complex technical down stuff down, where even people like myself can sometimes occasionally understand it. So that's nice. Yeah. So Alex, but, get that yeah. get that crisis video out. Yes. I'm waiting. Chop chop, Alex. Get on it. Um, moving on, Richard, why don't you tell us about the convergence of two of my favorite things in the world, those being Nathan Drake and Spider-Man. Got... <laughs> those... 
the, okay, two of your favorite. Yeah, you know, there's worse things to have as as favorite things in the world. Uh, okay. Now this is this was interesting because you actually linked the uh, the article on this, and I, I found it I found it great. But um, the Uncharted movie has begun production again, 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 again. Um. And I'm I'm trying to find uh, the I think it was Eurogamer um, where like uh, so so Tom Holland and I'm guessing he's he's a big part of why you like Spider-Man movies the movie ver I know you're a comic kid but like he's your preferred movie Spider-Man yes yeah I feel like he really really nails like uh, the the like I, I think like he really nails a modern like current day take on Peter Parker. Uh, I would actually say, like, I feel like he's one of the best castings in the MCU, even though technically he's not part of the MCU or, you know, like that whole movie weirdness. Right. But, like, as far as, you know, as, as current day comic films go, I'd say that Tom Holland is one of the and best castings. He's cast not part of the MCU? Well, no, because of the whole Sony thing, right? Like, they, he, he was yeah, all Well, the, the Spider Man films were not strictly part of the MCU, but he's also in some of the, like, you know, Avengers stuff. So, right. but now that they bought everything, uh, like uh, you know, a, a lot of the stuff, uh, it's it should be easier going forward because right now there's only like the Spider stuff from Sony, and there is yeah. the MCU. There is no more separate Fantastic like, uh, Four stuff or whatever yeah. from Fox. Like the X Men or Fantastic Four, like they weren't part of the MCU, but they're Marvel things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, no, but but for me it was just weird because he was in the in the MCU. He is in MCU movies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Tom Holland version. Is Marvel now? Is Marvelified? He's he's the MCU. Tom Holland is marvelous. Tom Holland is marvelous. And, and a uh, small tidbit: he was lauded um, for his uh, for his uh, New York accent. Apparently, he does that flawlessly. Hmm. I don't know where you Tom Holland's from. You actually, know, right? He's from the he's from the Britain. That's disappointing because, like, I would have assumed he's from the Netherlands. Oh, no, no. Oh, God. You're on timeout. Oof. So yeah, my favorite thing was uh look this up on on Eurogamer um because Tom Holland uh posted a day one uh shoot uh, thing on his Instagram uh, with a chair that said Nate and a hashtag that said un- uncharted. So, you know, it was pretty pretty uh pretty obvious what they were talking about. The the best thing at the top of the story was from Eurogamer is his update. Eurogamer understands that filming itself is not yet started, despite Tom Holland's day one post. A Sony representative said preparations are still underway and the team is hoping to start soon. So, a little bit of water. I on that. really, I really like the idea that they're doing a new uh, Young Indiana Jones movie. First off, shut the fuck up. How? D- I, I have two questions on this one. Also, I have a problem because I just, I just got up to stretch my legs a little bit. Oh my god. To uh, and now, like the other cat has taken my chair, so I cannot sit down anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It, not the sick kidding. cat. He's just, no, no, not the sick cat. No, he's just like rolling up, like to sleep. I guess this, you know, this is over. Y- yeah. Um, he- who is who is going to play? Who is going to portray Chloe's ass? And what what is the special effect? What is the special effects budget for for uh, Sally's luscious chest hair? Okay, so I can answer both of those questions easily. Um, so as we as we all know, the uh, the ancient lore of of the Uncharted film is that it's been through seven directors, including uh, David O. Russell, who uh, who wanted Mark Wahlberg to play Nathan Drake back when he was old enough to play Nathan oh, Drake. Oh, Marky Mark! Oh, Marky Mark! Um, 
the the uh the that version of the film was going to be about a team of international art heisters uh where Nathan Drake's dad was going to be Robert De Niro and Nathan Drake's uncle was going to be Joe Pesci. Oh shit. Which I kind of want. Which I kind of want. Um I like how he described that because those characters don't show up in the series if if I'm not mistaken. Neither Nathan Drake's dad or uncle are in the series. I don't think you ever see Nathan's dad, any family besides Sam at all. Like it's always just like starting from the orphanage times, right? Right. So, so my favorite thing is like, (laughs) he starts out by adding Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci as, as I guess like an evolution of the sticky bandits from home alone, working with Marky Mark. And they say, it's not going to be the watered down version of uncharted. That's for sure. Um, but to answer to be, to be honest but see here's the thing right like if yeah. you had creative control of something are you telling me that the first thing you do would not be to find a way to get Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci in there I'm not look, look somehow uh, as much as I hate what Basti just fucking said um the that is the challenge right is they can't they can't make just a, a Indiana Jones movie and like like uncharted does take a lot from indie um it shit. I mean, Uncharted is a better, better Indiana Jones game than the Indiana Jones games, right? It's a better. It's 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 really good. But um, Fate of Atlantis was awesome. Fate of Atlantis was dope. Dude, Emperor's Tomb was dope too. Like they're they're both they're both good. But you know, come on, compared to Uncharted, yeah, yeah. Um, for, but before we get to that, uh, to answer uh, Marcel's important questions, uh, the, the another confirmed cast member uh, is Antonio Banderas. Um, so there's your, there's your answer on Chloe's ass will be Antonio Banderas. Um, and, uh, Sully's chest hair. So, so Nate is no longer played by Marky Mark. Uh, Marky Mark's playing Sully now. He's aged into the, uh, the uncle role, the uncle, like the, uh, caretaker part, older partner. So I, let me just Google Marky Mark chest hair. He doesn't appear to have any. What was the last re- relevant role? Uh, Mark it was probably departed. Mark Wahlberg. I, he does stuff. He's done stuff after, after uh, departed. Um, I'm thinking Marcel that they're gonna take the technology that they got from Cats, where they made everybody covered in fur, and just apply that to to Mark Wahlberg. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, no. Uh, let, let's. I mean, he's done. Uh, he's done Transformers, whether you like it or not. That was after that. Uh, uh, Daddy's Home 2. He was in that. Ted 2. Come on, man. He's in a ton of stuff. Hmm. Okay, I have, like, from my side, one last question about the Uncharted movie. Yes. If we finally getting an Uncharted movie, what is the chance that we're also finally getting a Halo movie? I don't know what the fuck they're doing with the Halo movie. That is even a weirder limbo than the Uncharted movie, to be honest. Who's your actor to play Master Chief? The Rock. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. He doesn't even have a helmet. They just kind of paint the helmet on him. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Just body paint. Just body, yeah. The Rock just body painted as Master Chief. Uh, Marcel, do you, have a, I mean, do, you, do you have a preferred actor? I'm not sure if I have one. I mean, I know who the actor is, and it's like it seemed like an odd choice to me at yeah. first when I because th- he doesn't look like. Or, then again, you know, like nobody really knows what Chief looks like. Yeah. 
But the Halo TV series is coming out next year, and the actor for that is Pablo Schreiber from American Gods. Who is, Who is it again? Gods? Is he Shadow Moon? No, that doesn't sound like... Oh, I mean, he's the guy who plays the leprechaun. Oh! I like this one. Yeah, he's he's cool. I like this. It was my favorite character in American Gods. Definitely cool. They should have, or they they should have gone for the Mandalorian guy. You just heard that because you heard Pablo. Yeah, yeah. that was that was kind of racist. Just a Why? Little... <laughs> uh, no, but that doesn't that doesn't count. Like, cause, will cause... Hollywood ever? No, I mean Irish person to play an Irish person. No, it's never, not that. I, well, I don't know. He's, he's Canadian. I don't know. But, but like, have you guys ever seen the fucking voice actor for uh, Agent 47? Like Hitman? Yes. No. Yeah, he, he looks just like fucking 47. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. There is, there is certainly a similarity. I mean, well, I think they modeled his face off of him in the, in the f- f- modeled loosely, right? When the first game came out. But, like... He he looks just fucking like he looks close he looks closer to fucking forty seven than Timothy goddamn Oliphant. That's all I'm Dude, his say. fucking name is Oliphant. Cut him some slack. I I will. I mean, Justified, one of the best shows ever. But motherfucker, I don't know what that is. So I mean, now that Marcel's getting his dream of an Uncharted movie, what video game movie do you want? Bioshock. For real? Yeah. I think it was like several times actually in the talk and there were several scripts and stuff. I think Bioshock would be fucking amazing as a movie. Damn. Okay. Like underwater or in the sky? No underwater. We don't speak of this game. Infinite was good, man. You got her high. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> No, like proper Bioshock 1 is a video game. Perfect. Boom. I think the the whole script works perfectly. The whole story set up uh, visually, it will be an absolutely uh, stunning chance. Also, what, I mean, how are the chances that we get actually really good video game movies? So maybe they shouldn't touch this one. I don't know. I want a video games alone. I want, I want a sequel to the Mario movie. I know they're making a Mario movie, but I want a sequel to the Mario movie. Oh man, why was in the 90s everything so fucking dark and edgy? Like, bring John Leguizamo back. Yeah. I mean, they, they can't get Dennis Hopper back. Rest in peace. And the, I believe the actor who played Mario has also unfortunately passed. Yeah. 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 I think last year. No, that's fine. So it, it's just John Leguizamo and Queen Latifah. <laughs> Mario 2. He's just John Wick and motherfuckers with turnips. Perfect. Like just picking up because, like you know, Mario Two was all about like picking, picking. Doki Doki Panic yeah, style. Like, do- yeah, exactly. So like that's all he does. He just like flips into a room, starts like picking up produce and just being an assholes like real bad. That's what I want. Make it happen. So yeah, we will definitely keep an eye out on whenever that movie's gonna happen. I mean, it's gonna be any decade now. <laughs> I should assume. And Tom Holland's God gonna age out and he'll play Sully. I mean, God even knows, you know, when when. There's going to be movies and cinemas again, so, you know, for it's all true. we know. Um, I really wonder how Tom Holland would look in his 30s. It's going to look fine. I mean, you can see great. You can get an idea. Like, he was in Billy Elliot, so, like, he's been around since he was young, so you can kind of get that Daniel Radcliffe-style projected uh, projected growth on him. Just needs a beard. But we should probably move on, because, you know, I, I mean, I could speak at great length, and... 
excruciatingly adult detail about my affection for Spider-Man and the Master Chief and uh, Nathan Drake. But, you know, maybe we should, uh, for now, yeah. Save stick, it. To, uh, stick to more gaming news. All right, what do you got? Um, one thing that has been quite interesting is that recently Microsoft announced the release date of Microsoft Flight Simulator, Yeah. Um, which I believe is the first installment after 16 years in the series. Yeah. And also for those, you know, for, for those young ones under, among us, um, it's, I think, one of the oldest still running. Well, I guess, uh, can you still say still running after a 16-year a break? Oh, yeah. I think hmm. people still play Flight Sim, though. But yeah, you know, it's a 35-year-old series. Like, it's one of the oldest yeah. gaming series. Um, the next one is coming out next month. It looks absolutely phenomenal uh, graphic, graphically. Um, they have some really high-end technical features in there. But, That's like, really, really the thing that stood out to me is when they announced it and they announced the pricing structure uh, to see the reactions of people who do not play simulators are not familiar with the normal prices for simulators lose their mind over it. I miss this. Help me lose my mind over it. Well, they have three different editions, I think, mm-hmm. at like 60, 80, and 120 or something. And um, I think like the cheapest one has, what was it, 15 or so planes. And then like each one has a few more planes and a few more premium like handcrafted airports. And, um, you know, you saw people who like you know, normal gamers who don't really play simulations lose their mind over the pricing and, and be appalled. And then you saw people that play simulations roll and be like, hey, this is amazing. You know, I recently bought uh, one plane for a simulator for 80 bucks. And now here, you know, it's like it's like 20 planes for 80 bucks or something. I spent the quality um, recently on a Star Citizen ship. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, like it, it is a very specific market. I mean, like if you, for example, look at Train Simulator on Steam, that fucking thing has, I, ch- I looked it up, 589 DLCs to buy. Yeah. Isn't that the one with the most money DLC on Steam? I would I would be shocked if there's something with even more. Probably, probably a probably different Dead or Alive simulator. Costumes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but half of the half of the costumes in Dead or Alive just turn you into old uh, trains. More DLC than payday. Even that. So yeah, you know, it's it's for for simulations like and you know like people who play this this stuff like they are used to very high pricing because you know. Like in meticulously detailed crafting a 3D fully working plane cockpit, you know, where you can use all the switches and flips and everything, that is a ton of work and people are used to that. So the interesting thing that happened this week is, you know, in the past, like there has been a flourishing market for selling add-on discs where you could buy, you know, new planes or new airports or Mm -hmm. sceneries, you know, like, hey, I want to fly around uh, Scandinavia, whatever, like you could buy that stuff. Yeah, uh, you know, separately in shops and you know install it. And what Microsoft is doing this time is they're going to have from day one essentially a store in in Microsoft Flight Simulator, where th- approved third parties will be able to sell additional content to people, um, which I find quite interesting. You know, Richard, when we talked about this, you you pointed out you know like, oh, you know, refer to like paid mods, which is of course something we had in the past. Yeah. Um, I think like here it's a little bit different because this is stuff that was always paid. Like you know, there was really, as I said, there was, um, yeah. Or there have there have been several companies who did nothing. Like they never released games themselves. Mm-hmm. They only constantly released you know new planes and new airports and sceneries for for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like that was, interestingly enough, you know, 20 years before Fortnite. Um, that was already a platform in that way. You know, where 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 other companies made money or made a living off of publishing content 
into or onto Microsoft's platform. And yeah. uh, now this time, you know, they're making, of course, use of you know modern technology uh, to to allow people to buy that directly in there, which I think is is obviously a very interesting approach. I, I agree. I mean, like one of the interesting things about watching uh, Bethesda just get pure liquid shit rained down upon them uh, for trying to suggest paid mods in their game um, was was knowing that yeah, like there there are there are teams of people being paid to make uh, like simulator add-ons. Um, did did they say what the kind of? Because I I thought their whole thing for Flight Sim was like. They're using that weird Bing world generation thing. So can they get away with selling scenery still, or is it uh, is it just planes? That is a good question, though. I don't think sceneries are going to be much of a thing this time around. Yeah. Um, it's probably mostly going to be planes and and airports. Um, I mean, I personally, I was I was delighted to hear. So I think the most expensive, like the 120 bucks edition, is called the premium deluxe edition, mm-hmm. uh, which has a very detailed um, Frankfurt uh, mine airport. Um, since I live literally right next to, to the airport, like you can see my house when you land, depending on which runway you're using, I think that essentially confirms that I live in a premium deluxe neighborhood, which sounds pretty cool. Can you actually I'm put see that, that, that into my CV from now on? Can you? Can you? Well, like, I don't know. I I haven't. Uh, if it's all based on Bing, then yes, in theory, I should pretty easily be able to spot the house I live in if I play the game. Does Does Bing have like a map style like 3D thing? I think so, yes. And I, actually, what what is like really, really interesting what they're doing, you know, in terms of technology, again, stuff like maybe that some other companies tried to do in the past, and then it was like outrageous, or people said, oh my god, you know, this is too crazy. But um, if you play the game while connected online, then you can, you know, if you want to, you can have, uh, for whatever location you're flying at, real world weather, uh, humidity, air That's pressure, cool. temperature, all that oh, stuff. Shit. That's so like you know, cool. it's like it's 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 essentially really like a simulation experience of like, hey, I'm gonna take a flight around you know Monaco right now. Let's see what the weather is. So that you know is what? it is really ambitious, and the game looks absolutely mind-blowingly good graphically. It, it does absolutely, look really good. What I absolutely loved about Flight Simulator was when when they had the announcement trailer, and the, the reactions were basically, everyone was like, holy shit, that looks so amazing. I would have never thought that I actually want this game. I never knew before before that I that I actually wanted it. Like there I mean, was so much positive reaction to a game no one had on their radar and no one was ever thinking about. I love that. Half the fun is turning on as much sim stuff as you can handle, getting yourself a manual from the internet and trying to get your plane off the ground. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that also shows that it's it's one of those things where like, you know, maybe similar to like hardcore sports fans, like people that they play video games but they're not necessarily gamers. Mm-hmm. Like a ton of simulation people, they just play simulators. You know, they don't care about your your Uncharted or Halo or or right. Ghost of Tsushima, or whatever. They just play those simulators. You know, like for a lot of people who are like, um, hey, you know, what is this or whatever, they maybe don't realize that these games have like a pretty big hardcore fan base. You know, they're super super dedicated communities where people. I mean, you know, in the past there was shit like people setting up voice servers where where people role play as as you know um the the flights what's it called the people uh, in the tower oh the flight uh yeah the the air traffic controller yeah yeah like you know there's people like setting up role playing where they look like the air traffic controller and you and everybody has to use like the, the correct terminology and lingo mm-hmm. uh, as they approach us airports and stuff like that that is a super super hardcore community. Or, or they will we kick yeah, no, that, they will they will absolutely kick you day Z. if you were not following That's... the rules who shot you that's unfortunate. No, this one seems a little more professional and not Daisy-ish. But like, yeah, I, I used to watch. Um, 
I forget what YouTube channel it was, but it was like a a couple of people having a heated discussion about the proper way to like talk to a plane while on the runway at an airport while they were doing this kind of open server thing. Like the people people go real hardcore into that stuff. It's pretty interesting to see. I I want to get it and just kind of fly over my house, but uh, that's pretty much all I'm doing so far. I think it was a perfect ending for that uh, new section. No, fuck! No, i just been talking for like one minute like I was just muted. Oh, man, I'm sorry about that. Do you want to try and take a run at uh, it again? No, what I was about to say is that, uh, you know, um, in, in terms of segways, because this would not be a Projector Lunchcast episode if I did not at least once praise myself for being the Master Chief of Segways. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just talked about Microsoft Flight Simulator, um, mm-hmm. which of course is going to be on Xbox Game Pass, and that naturally, very smoothly, like a smooth landing on your yeah. favorite plate here at Frankfurt Airport, yeah. segues into um, some other news that have been happening. It's, it's a bunch of stuff that I'm just going to pile all of it together and like hear you guys' reactions to that. Okay. Um, uh, there's been, in the lead up to this week's first party showcase, there's been a couple interviews with Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, and Matt Booty, who runs the um, Xbox Game Studios. And among the stuff they, they dished out, the goods they dished out is um, Phil Spencer once again confirming that for the next couple of years, uh, all uh, or, you know the games they do uh, will be available on, my, on the Xbox One as well as the Xbox Series X. So nobody gets left behind. They act- actually, last week, they had a blog post where they specifically said nobody should feel forced to buy a Xbox Series X at launch because they want to play the next Halo and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, going alongside that, or maybe against that, you know, depends on how you want to look at it. Um, Microsoft has also confirmed that they will no longer be producing the Xbox One S all digital edition. So the one that the internet dubbed the sad edition. <laughs> or the Xbox One X, so um, they will keep producing and selling the Xbox One uh, S, like the the slim, small version, mm-hmm. but none of the fancier like versions of the of the console. So uh, you know that's another interesting thing. Um, adding on to that, you know that that pile of Microsoft news, um, they've announced last week that the X Cloud service will be available at no additional cost for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members. So if you have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and you live in one of the eligible countries, um, starting from this September, you can any game that you have on Game Pass, you will be able to stream on for free, no additional charges, onto you know a part of course you know from any carrier or whatever you have your where you get your internet from, um, onto your phones or or tablets, um, which you know, yeah. of course if you think about it, you know is is pretty mind blowing that you can. You, know, you sit at home, you play uh, Halo Infinite, then you're going to go on business travel. So you set, sit down there in the evening in the hotel, you put on your, your iPad, you you know use your uh, Xbox controller via Blue, uh, via Bluetooth, and you just keep playing Halo with your friends. That is, in theory, yeah. you know, if, if, of course, you know, the internet, notwithstanding, and as and many problems, uh, that is, of course, a very interesting vision of the future. And finally, um, one thing that people noticed recently is that Microsoft is no longer offering 12-month subscriptions to Xbox Live Gold on their website. It's just one and three months. Um, people found this out, found it curious, asked Microsoft. Microsoft has confirmed that they're not offering uh, 12-month subscriptions anymore, but not said why. So, of course, there is a lot of speculation now that maybe they're going to completely remove the paywall to playing online or something's clearly up. Uh, here so um yeah that's that's one big package of separate oh, micro, news items yeah. that when you put them together i think like they 
like I feel like Microsoft's vision for the future of, of Xbox and gaming is is really coming to focus, and like you know, it's it's all coming together. So, um, who's been speaking more recently? I think Richard Sobasti. Uh, what what is your like you know on on all of the, those things combined together? You know, what's what 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 were your ideas or 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 reactions to hearing all that? To be honest, it was pretty much what I expected in the sense of that they put an emphasis on I we don't see PlayStation as a real competitor that they pushed more and more into the account-based structure like Netflix, et cetera, getting, getting more and more people with um, Game Pass on board. And uh, it absolutely makes sense. They The whole Xbox Game Pass package becomes more and more attractive. And with uh, also, I was not, not um, surprised about the, that they stopped producing the consoles. I mean, even though when they put more emphasis on um, accounts, it makes sense to just have like the, the get the revision done, like get get done with the old hardware, get in the new. Especially as Phil said, that they could see um, quicker and more frequent uh, console cycles just with an upgraded version, which is, to be honest, in entertainment media, uh, nothing nothing special. So I think they just go more and more away from the classic gaming market. What I loved about the the news is uh, all the comments. Like usually, I, I should slap my myself because I shouldn't read all that kind of like stuff. But how people reacted to stuff like, "Oh, they're gonna stop manufacturing um, the old consoles," and, and, and people lost their shit. Or um, same for you have this weird thing with PC gaming where people are used to that they can play even the newest games on a relatively old PC. As an example, I have a relatively old PC and I'm still playing most of the newer games fine. But then when they say, oh, they have no exclusivity and they won't force you, which is basically pro-customer, everyone's losing their shit, is getting angry at Microsoft. It's like, are you guys seriously against pro-customer moves? Like, I mean, I get the concerns, that people are afraid that they just lose um, completely the race against uh, PlayStation. But on the other hand, they bought a lot of studios and I think they're just in for the long run. Uh, the account-based structure works for them. And I think Sony in that regards will be very successful, but still sticks to a very, very old model, which will go away sooner or later. Ah, see, this time I noticed that I was muted in time. <laughs> Richard, any yes, any thoughts or reactions to either what you know any of the news or what Basti just said? I, do, you, do you agree with Basti's wise words, or do you think they're stupid bullshit words? I, I do not. I do not think they're stupid bullshit words. I I, I think uh, I think anybody thinking that there is a console war in the same way there was when you and I were on the message boards is kind of deluding themselves. Like Microsoft isn't playing the same game as Sony is at this point. Like. Like Sony is is going for the the console sales, the the game sales numbers, the exclusives. That's what they want. Uh, Microsoft is positioning itself for a hopeful future where streaming is the thing, where um, the Netflix style thing is the thing. The having my game service and uh, and man, it, this could be the the kind of one two uh, punch that does it right. Like I think. Um, I don't know how to take it. Like you, you guys are better at the kind of business angle side of that stuff than I am. But like, is it, we're going to stop selling gold because gold will become game pass slash Asia. Um, gold, gold will be the, the Netflix thing. It's like you have your, your, your box somewhere you're paying for Xbox gold. You're, you're getting our games. Um, is, is that the thing? Because man, that's even, even gold with, um, 
with the the kind of streaming stuff is is already super impressive and i think that's that's like that's what they're what they're going for is like they they're not it's been a whole generation of them not caring if you have a pc or an xbox you know and it's it's you know to add to like what you just said and i fully agree with everything you both said um when I when I read that blog post last week, where they really they flat out said we don't want you to feel forced to buy a new console right now, I I was wondering like is is that really the point where we can say that Microsoft and Sony are not really competing, right? At, at that point, because they're yeah. like they're really going like Microsoft. So Sony wants to sell consoles and games, and Microsoft you know is is trying to get you into an ecosystem. Like it feels so completely different at this point what they're both doing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. also to add to add to what you just said, like yesterday there was a a uh, article or rumor on Windows Central, you know, which obviously given the subject matter, like they tend to have scoops from time to time on Microsoft stuff. Uh, um, and they said they heard several whispers that similar to what Warzone is doing, that at least some aspects of Halo Infinite's multiplayer would be free to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you know, like I, I think if you know, if you if you remember like. Um, that Halo obviously was a, a core part, you know, like of the old console selling, you know, like the the big blockbuster release stuff. Um, then I th- I think I would be hard pressed to think of like a bigger or like more symbolic change of the times yeah. than hearing that. Um, if you know, if this is true, of course, it's a rumor. If that were true, that there's a new Halo coming out, you can play it on old Xbox, new Xbox, PC. Um, there is no more Xbox Live Goal to play to pay to play it online, and so the multiplayer is played is is is, is paid, um, free to play. Yeah, I think that would like really be a a you know a a sign of the times that yeah. um the old way the old days of like you know just you're doing your classic blockbuster again. Sony is doing that super successfully. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you know you can no longer do that or you know it, the time is over. But like it, it definitely shows that at least for Microsoft, you know, like the times have changed yeah. and they are operating in in a very different uh, business right now. Yeah. yeah, to 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 me, it totally feels like they're not they're not looking they're not even looking at Sony. Like it looks like they're looking more at like, okay, um, so Fortnite's free. It got this many millions of people. They made this much money off of it. They've launched a game store off of their audience that they built. I mean, it, it just seems like they're not even looking in the same direction. Yeah, absolutely with you on that one. So this is a bit disappointing because normally I feel like it helps a a podcast discussion and liveliness if people disagree, but it seems in oh. this case we're all fully aligned on that. Well, in the I mean, professional, I, I can disagree. Do, do you want me to, do you want me to like just disagree to do it? Because I can do it. No, it's fine. I'm not, I mean, Xbox. you are, you are, you are dis- disagreeable enough as it is. <laughs> So yeah, uh, I feel like all of this has been definitely a, a very interesting appetizer for the for this week's showcase. Yeah. Also, going back to, and I mean, like we ourselves were quite critical of the initial Inside Xbox showing they had yeah. in May. Um, mm-hmm. So it seems like this time they really, uh, you know, are, are focused on putting the, uh, you know, the like the right expectations. So it's they said it's going to be one hour. It's going to be purely games. There's not going to be any hardware because obviously people are still waiting for the mystical Xbox Series S to be announced. Or or business announcements, it's purely going to be games. Uh, allegedly, rumors, whispers say it's it's going to start with like a, a lengthy Halo gameplay demo, you know, which of course would be um, 
a good statement, I think, you know, yeah. of, of intent to start a show like that yeah. with. Agreed. And um, yeah, it's it's definitely going to be very, very interesting to see. And uh, we're going to be reacting almost live, you know, like just one week late. Because, of course, <laughs> they have to do a fucking show on a Thursday. Uh, so we will be reacting almost live one week later in our next episode to, to everything that's going to be happening. It'll, it'll um, give us time to really come up with the in-depth, uh, well-brewed thoughts that we have on these things you know like that's why they come to us i mean i'm you know i'm for my part i'm really uh looking forward to this one like i have recently or recent years like i've sometimes had my downs with with microsoft after you know being a fanboy for a long time but most of the stuff they've done this year like with the one slip up like the the, the xbox the inside xbox that one show and the way they they promoted that was to me a, a slip up like that it wasn't was, even a bad show it was just that right. was not great, but yeah. like almost everything else they've so far been doing in in the lead up to the new console, like I was saying, you know, for the strategy that they're going for, as we just discussed, and it's a different strategy than Sony. I think they've been doing a ton of stuff very, very right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, so yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And of course, you know, like the most important thing is, of course, hopefully that my my boy John one hundred seventeen is proper and fully back. I think you mean Dwayne the John one hundred seventeen yeah. Johnson. I, Can you I imagine like, no, John I being like voiced Rock, by The Rock. Yeah, yeah. I no, I feel like The Rock would be much better suited to Gears of War, actually. I don't know. But I, but I know that like I know that like uh, Dave Bautista has has act pretty actively been lobbying for a Gears of War movie starring himself. Yeah. So. Judging, and I, and I could see that as well, to be honest. I could too. But ju- judging by The Rock's school. career, he will play both of those. No. Yeah. He's the giant worm. A national treasure. Yeah. This guy has so much charisma, it's unbelievable. It's weird how he can have so much stem, uh, so much charisma as a Rock Johnson. Alright, you have to cast The Rock in a video game movie. What character does he play? Ooh, good question. Just kidding. It's Super Mario in the sequel. Together John with Le- John Leguizamo. Perfect. Boom. Then The Rock. Give me that shit. Actually, I would much rather be interested. Like, who would be playing Dwayne Rock Johnson in a biopic about the life of Dwayne Rock Johnson? And why is it Tom Holland? It's Tom Holland. Joe Pesci <laughs> is The Rock's uncle. I would watch that movie already. It sounds good to me. But yeah, I think it is time to wrap this up because yes. some of us have to get back to scouring the internet for any morsel or leak. Uh, you know, or any kind of information about Halo Infinite. You got to get back to so, caring for uh, that sick cat. Uh, he's sleeping. Okay. Are you sleeping? I hope so. He's just giving me that eye of like, could you kindly fuck off, sir? Yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to snooze over here sleep. very loudly. Um. So, Richard, as always, any last thoughts and or plugs? Uh, yeah. Um. Th- thoughts. Thoughts are. I'm going to probably come up with another few uh, movie pitches for Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the video game world. I don't know what they are going to be yet, but, yeah, I mean, he's so versatile. He could play anything. He could play, like, all the Pikmin and Captain Oliver. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we, we'll, we'll figure that part out. Um, and if you've got any ideas for... Uh, for movies that The Rock can be in about games, you can hit me up as always on Twitter at most of Sushima. Uh, I will challenge you. I can eat more sushi than you. Most of it. So just write me and we'll go eat. We'll do that with The Rock. 
Lovely. Fasti, any final thoughts on any of thing, anything we discussed today or Dwayne Rock Johnson? Because it seems like he's the secret star of this episode without even being here. Which is weird because normally like if somebody you cannot see him like that would have to be John Cena, right? That would have to be. You can't see him now. I just, I'm sorry, like everything else is gone. I just have this wonderful smile and this smug face of Don, uh, John, John, John the Rock. John Johnson 117, the Rock. In my face, in my 20. mind right now. So to be honest, if you if you want to join the, 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 the Rock fan club, hit me up on Twitter at Bastian Thun, T-H-U-N. I'm here all day for the Rock. Okay. Uh, you know, as always, you can also, of course, talk to me on Twitter. It's at com underscore Raven. Um, we're always happy to talk. Um, we are even more happy if you want to send us an email pitching us why you would be the perfect fourth person for our future upcoming Halo Infinite uh, co-op shenanigans to projectorlunchcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're now taking applications for support Spartans. Support and Spartans. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I forgot, like you guys, like two weeks ago when I wasn't here, you really fucked this up. So please listen carefully now. Got it. Because we are looking forward to being listened to by you hey. again next week, dear hey. audience. Hey, Marcel. Yes, Richard. Yes, hey. Richard, please. Yes. All right. Yes. I'm just saying. Bethesda Khan opens up. Okay. Todd Howard strolls out on, on stage. Dwayne The Rock Johnson is his leather jacket. What the fuck? Skyrim 6, starring Tom Holland.